This episode is brought to you by The One Summit, two days that would change your life forever. For tickets, go to theonesummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Pull up a rock by the campfire. It's time for that paleo show with your hosts, Sarah Stewart, Steve Hayter, and the man with no shoes, Brett Hill. Making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Steve Hayter. And I'm Brett Hill. And here at That Paleo Show, we love a good, strong statement, and we don't think it gets much better than our guest's philosophy. Get to the root, learn the tools, live the solution. Dr. Amy Myers wears many hats, including teacher, physician, ebook author, and also upcoming author of the Autoimmune Solution to be released January 2015. Helping people is is Dr. Amy's passion, and today we look forward to discussing how she found what she believes the best way to heal people. Like us, Amy believes that health shouldn't be viewed as a cookie-cutter solution and instead practices functional medicine with the view that each of us is unique in our genetic makeup and physiology. She advocates that what ultimately causes illness in one person is not the same for another, and treatment for each uh, will therefore be different. This sounds like a brilliant basis for some wonderful discussion, so let's get stuck into it. Welcome to the show, Dr. Amy Myers. Hi there. Thanks so much for joining us, uh, Amy. I know that you have a pretty interesting background, including some uh, time spent working in the Peace Corps. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what makes you so driven and passionate about helping people? Yeah, um, I do have kind of a unique story that seems like it, um, that I shouldn't have ended up being a doctor, but, uh, you know, really uh, the path seemed varied, but I kind of had my eye on the prize the whole time. Um, I did spend some time as a Peace Corps volunteer after college working with rural farmers. And when I was uh, in Paraguay, which is where I spent my time, I taught myself yoga and I learned about the natural remedies that many of the farmers were using for health and healing and um, started reading some of Dr. Andrew Weil's books and decided that when I returned to the United States, I wanted to do natural medicine. Kind of looked into naturopathic medical school um, and just kind of decided it wasn't the right fit for me. I really wanted to get an MD degree, so I did. And during medical school, I was president of the complementary alternative interest group. I actually, even as a fourth-year med student, went and spent time with Dr. Andrew Weil in Arizona and took all my electives in integrative medicine. And my second year of medical school, I started having panic attacks and losing weight really quickly and uh, got very weak and was actually diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, Graves disease, where my thyroid was overactive. And um, I explored a lot of different uh, healing methods to try to sort of solve that on my own or in a natural way, and nothing worked. And so I ended up doing the conventional route, which was to have my thyroid ablated. And, you know, it's a decision that I really still regret and have helped many people uh, reverse their Graves disease actually in my clinic now. But after I graduated, I actually went into emergency medicine because I couldn't figure out exactly what I wanted to do regarding sort of holistic medicine and thought if I didn't figure it out, I could end up doing international health after my time in the Peace Corps because I really enjoyed uh, doing international health. 
and eventually found my way to functional medicine. I was at a conference, an integrative medicine conference, and heard Dr. Hyman speak about functional medicine. And when I did, I knew that's exactly what I wanted to do. So I just kind of dove into it and uh, started taking all the uh, training through the Institute of Functional Medicine. And within a couple of months, I had opened my own clinic. And now I have a very thriving clinic in Austin, Texas, where I'm, uh, you know, working with all kinds of people helping to recover from illness, uh, particularly autoimmune. It seems to be a focus that I have. So, Dr. Amy, uh, sorry, Dr. Myers, we've had a, a number of people come on who sort of identified themselves as integrative medicine or functional medicine. So, um, just for our listeners, can you explain to us what that means to you? Uh, well, what functional medicine is is to me, um, it's really a roadmap to look at the body as a whole rather than individual parts and to really get down to the root of what's going on rather than treating symptoms and listening to patients and viewing them as an individual. Um, for me, um, yeah, it's kind of, you know, integrative medicine, functional medicine, people throw around the terms uh, and they can seem somewhat similar, but at least for me when I was doing that training with Andrew Weil and integrative medicine, it seemed um, – or alternative medicine is sort of in lieu of, or maybe in addition to, but it didn't quite give, at least for me, the roadmap that I needed with all the really state-of-the-art scientific tests that we can now do, the functional lab testing and whatnot. So um, so it's really looking at the person as a whole, uh, treating the uh, treating the person rather than the symptoms, looking for the root cause and using state-of-the-art lab tests to really uncover that. Yeah, I love that, Dr. Myers. And I was actually reading your website earlier, and there was a quote on there from Dr. Palmetto, who is the author of Grain Brain, and he was using one of my favorite quotes, which he was talking about the, the meaning of doctor, and that the meaning of doctor actually means teacher, and that to be a real doctor, you should be you know, informing and educating, and obviously that's a big part of what you do. You know, why are you so passionate about, I guess, the educational aspect of it as well? I feel like when people know uh, what's going on, then they're empowered to make decisions. I spend a lot of time educating in my clinic with patients. I feel like when they really understand something, then they're going to um, be far more likely to be compliant and to, to do what I'm asking of them rather than just to say, oh, gluten's bad for you. It causes inflammation. Don't eat it. When I tell somebody with an autoimmune disease that the research shows that every time you eat gluten, even just a bite of it, that for up to three months, your antibodies can be elevated. And so even though the outward manifestation might be some increased joint pain or maybe gas or bloating for a day, you, do, you can't tell when your thyroid antibodies are elevated. And they could be elevated for up to three months after that one bite. So when you explain that to somebody, they're far less likely to eat gluten than if I just say, oh, you have an autoimmune disease and gluten autoimmunity go hand in hand. Don't eat it. It's bad for you. Because people don't get that. But when I tell them that shocking statistic about every three months, which means you get to eat it four times a year and, you know, and maybe you don't give your body a break in terms of inflammation. So when you when I tell people this and they understand that, they're far less likely to do it. And then I spend a lot of time educating people on my blog and through my ebooks and uh, podcasts and everything. So it's just you know, my personal experience with what I went through <clears throat> with my autoimmune disease and having to go the, the conventional route, it's really my mission to not have anybody else have to experience what I experienced. Yeah, I love that, Amy. And, and uh, I'm, a, I'm such a big fan of connecting people with the why when, when, um, 
trying to come up with solutions because when you connect people with the why, all of a sudden, you know, they roll it around in their head and their motivation becomes intrinsic rather than you, you know, putting something on somebody with regards to how they should improve their health. They, they are motivated to do it themselves. And um, I know that we spoke about your approach not really being a cookie-cutter situation, but um, can you tell us a little bit about some of the, the protocols that you've come up with that you offer on um, your website in the form of e-courses? Um, just, just some things there that, are, that you uh, prescribe to people to help their health with regards to gluten and uh, autoimmunity. So when somebody comes to my office, um, I, I mostly do two things, oh, you know, besides listening to them and figuring things out. The first thing I have all of my patients do is to go through a very comprehensive elimination diet. We call it the Myers way. And so, you know, they're getting rid of the top inflammatory foods like gluten and dairy and soy and corn and all the toxic foods like sugar and alcohol and um, additives and dyes. And they're doing that for a couple of weeks and then gradually adding the foods back in one at a time to determine if they're having any food sensitivities. And a food sensitivity is very different than a food allergy. A food allergy is you, you eat a strawberry, you break out into hives. That's an IgE reaction, an immediate reaction. Uh, what I'm looking at are IgG or delayed food sensitivity reactions, and these can be much more subtle. They can be the things that cause the migraines, the fatigue, um, the um, the rashes, uh, the brain fog, you know, very subtle things that people may um, not really be associating with foods. And then the fact that they can take up to three days to come out, people really are not making that association. So one of the first things I have all of my patients do is to go through this elimination diet, the Myers way. In fact, I have a nutritionist on staff and she walks all of my patients through this and this is where we start. And so we actually, um, I, you know, I write all these blogs, podcasts, and just, you know, I get all these questions. And so I turned my programs into e-courses so that people would have the opportunity to kind of do this from the comfort of their own home. So it's an e-course walking you through that exact dietary program that I have my patients go through. And then the second thing that I'm generally doing for people is a stool test, a very comprehensive stool analysis. And that, um, the reason I do that is because I say the gut is the gateway to health. So 80% of our immune systems in our gut, 95% of our neurotransmitters are made there. Um, no matter what you come to me for, anxiety, depression, autoimmunity, I'm, I would like to do a stool test. Again, not everybody can get to a functional medicine practitioner. They can't get to me. They don't have it available to them. So I created an e-course, um, the Myers Way Guide to the Gut, which is really a guide to fixing your leaky gut because I found – a lot of people were reading my articles and they'd already done the diet or they had removed gluten, they removed dairy, but they were still having problems. And it's because nobody was really looking at their gut or they weren't addressing their gut. So the whole point of that e-course is really to heal the leaky gut. And so I walk people through some questionnaires trying to determine if they have yeast, candida, parasites, um, small bowel bacterial overgrowth and give um, very simple suggestions about how to heal those supplements to take to get rid of those infections and to go through something called the 4R program, which is how you heal the gut. And then I have one on gluten, which is really meant for either people who are newly diagnosed with gluten sensitivity and they don't, they're overwhelmed and they don't know what to do, or people who've been gluten-free but are still having problems because they don't fully understand all the different names gluten can be hidden under, um, you know, where it can be found, places of cross-contamination, molecular mimicry, things like that. 
That's awesome, Dr. Myers. I'd, I'd love to hear more about your elimination protocol because uh, that's obviously something that I think could be beneficial to a lot of people, as you said, to find out sort of what works for them and, and what reactions it's having with them. And, you know, I, I think often people don't realize what real health feels like until they do something like that and then they, they notice changes and they, you know, sometimes they don't even realize there's a problem until they go through something like that. So, what are some common, I guess, uh, reactions you notice in people uh, when they start doing this elimina- elimination? I mean, what are their challenges with it? You know, what sort of cravings and crashes and withdrawals do they do you, exp- do they, do you notice they experience as they start going through it? And then, I guess, on the flip side, you know, what sort of positive ex- changes do you commonly see when they start going through this elimination process? Well, it's like anything; it really depends on you know how toxic you are and how much sort of junk you're eating. If you're somebody who's used to relying on four or five cups of coffee a day and you're getting all your energy from sugar, you know, those are caffeine and and sugar are addicting and, you know, are addictive. Mm. And so, and so are gluten and dairy for some people, if, if that's how you respond. And so when you get rid of those foods, if you've been relying on them heavily, you actually could go through withdrawal symptoms, which are typical fatigue, cravings, headaches, body aches, stuff like that. Um, you know, for the average person who maybe isn't to that extreme and is drinking a cup of coffee a day and having, you know, a sugary snack, usually there's not, they're not going through that type of withdrawal symptom. But we do recommend people start on a weekend in case they have uh, some of those symptoms, headaches, fatigue, um, aches, pains, kind of flu-like symptoms. But usually for most people within a couple of days, um, that begins to resolve. And then you just get this feeling of clarity. Um, I remember when I first did it, I remember I just like I could smell things and see things so much clearer than I had before. And cravings start to go away. People lose weight. Obviously, whatever their symptoms are, their headache, their irritable bowel, things like that begin to resolve for people. Um, It's pretty fascinating how large an influence food has on us. I mean, I I would say, well, now I'm seeing extremely complex people that travel from all over to see me. But before I sort of started really specializing in autoimmunity and was just seeing people with irritable bowel and migraines, things like that, you know, 80% of people were getting better with just the diet alone. And then the missing piece for the other people was really looking at the gut and healing the gut. So that's, you know, why I began to focus on that. The, the world works in a funny way, uh, Amy. Um, I find, and what I'm, what I'm coming across these days, is that the real luminaries, the real pioneers in regards to medicine are people like yourself who have a, a medical background and a, and a training um, in allopathy medicine and uh, who have found they've come across significant health challenges and have gone to do the research for themselves and have gone to find their own way to overcome these um, these challenges and they therefore cover new ground that's able to help everybody else uh, as a result. So my, my question is, um, what are some of the symptoms that, that commonly, um, in a general term, people might notice, um, it's a two-part question, either they may have an autoimmune issue or they may have a thyroid issue. So what are some symptoms that lead people to believe that they have one of these two issues? Is that kind of the question? Yeah, that's right. So, uh, well, I mean, I think it kind of depends. Um, with thyroid, most people who have a thyroid issue have a low thyroid. And that is typically symptoms feeling cold, gaining weight, depression, brain fog, um, hair falling out, cold extremities, low body temperature, constipation. 
Um, but I often see people and I, I on my website have quite a number of blogs written about this and even have a thyroid ebook on my website uh, that how even in the face of um, knowing that you have a thyroid disorder and going to see your conventional doctor, how that could just not be necessarily optimized. So most conventional doctors, A, don't check for anybody, so they don't even detect if you have autoimmunity because to them it doesn't matter. They're going to put you on Synthroid and that's all that matters and they don't care if it's autoimmune or not. Uh, and then they're not checking something called free T3, uh, which is really the most active form of the thyroid hormone. They're typically just tracking a TSH possibly a free T4, but very, very few, if any, are checking a free T3. So I have an article on my website that's written, and all my articles can be printed out. So it's really written uh, for you to print out and take to your doctor and say, these are the tests I want. This is the range that I want it to be in. So back to that, most doctors aren't checking the main hormone, the free T3, and many people don't convert from T4 to T3. So their TSH may be normal, uh, but their free T3 might be low. And so their doctor's saying, oh, your labs are all fine. You should be feeling fine. And the person's saying, well, no, I'm still, you know, have an extra 10 pounds and I'm still freezing cold and my hair's still falling out. And they'd say, no, 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 well, your lab, your TSH is totally fine. And they may not be making that conversion. And then the reference ranges are uh, a very broad range. And so frequently, um, doctors say, oh, you're within normal range, but you might be on the high end of normal and not really within optimal range. So that's that's maybe a common pitfall that I see with people who have known thyroid disease or maybe, you know, have been told that their thyroid is normal and maybe it's not, even if they've, you know, just gone and had a screening and they've done a screening of a TSH and the doctor says, oh, no, you're, everything looks fine. Um, so I encourage your listeners, if they're feeling that they might have a thyroid issue, to you know head to my website and and you know just uh, put in thyroid in the search bar, and then all my thyroid uh, blogs and podcasts and whatnot will come up and explain this in greater detail. Autoimmunity is a tricky one. I mean, it's uh, fifty to seventy-five million Americans have autoimmune disease, mm-hmm. and those are just the ones that we know about. Um, many people are walking around with joint pain or fatigue or rashes, and they just haven't gotten a diagnosis yet. It takes an average of uh, six to ten doctors and five years after antibodies have shown up for you to actually even get a diagnosis. And that's a whole other conversation. I've written lots of blogs about this as well, but how in conventional medicine, at least in the United States, it's a very fractured, uh, it's a very fractured specialty unlike any other. So there's no doctor... Um, there's no autoimmune doctor, so to speak. Basically, if you have celiac or ulcerative colitis, you go to the GI doctor. But if you have thyroid, uh, Hashimoto's or Graves, you go to an endocrinologist. If you have rheumatoid arthritis, you go to the rheumatologist. So medicine, conventional medicine, doesn't view autoimmunity as a cohesive uh, problem of the immune system. It's been fractured and is perceived as a problem of a particular organ. And that's a complete disservice to people with autoimmune disease. And then within that, the way that conventional medicine treats it is by shutting down the immune system rather than trying to find the cause, which, as you mentioned at the intro, I uh, have a book coming out, The Autoimmune Solution, uh, published by Harper One um, early next year. And, you know, I talked to sort of five causes of autoimmunity, and that's You know, our diet, um, mostly gluten, but, you know, our diet in general, grains, legumes, 
of all the inflammatory foods, the leaky gut, which I've sort of talked about uh, in reference to my e-course, toxins, infections, and stress. And those really seem to be the five key elements that I see in my practice that tend to push somebody up what I call the autoimmune spectrum from inflammation over into autoimmunity, which is where your body attacks itself or a particular organ. Uh, this is great information, Dr. Myers. I've already started Googling all the thyroid information on your website, and there's just some awesome stuff there. So I'm putting that aside to check out later on. It looks like some great information. So um, I'd like to ask you about, I guess, another thing. You've mentioned a couple of times candida and leaky gut. And I think you know those are two things that, that seem to be very, very common in the population. That They often seem to be things that people are, you know, I guess, self-diagnosing themselves as from you know, doing research and finding things on the internet. Um, and, and sometimes out of frustration that they feel like something's wrong and the doctor's saying, like you said, everything's all clear. So you know, what would you suggest to people who, who think they've got these problems? Um, you know, what's the best way to, to determine definitely that you do have you know, these sort of gut issues and, and what's your approach to helping them heal that? So again, I mean, they're kind of, uh, I have all different resources on my website. I have blogs. You can go under Candida. I have a Candida ebook. Or you can go through the, you know, e-course, the gut healing e-course. Um, so, and in those, you know, I have sort of checklists to give you signs and symptoms of candida. Uh, the vast majority of people that I see in my clinic have it. Um, if you come see me and, or have the ability to see a physician, I actually write a prescription for um, either niastatin or diflucan, which are the antifungals. And I do that for a month or more in some people. Uh, but if you don't have that ability, um, I typically, there are two products, and we have them on my website that I use, uh, caprylic acid, which comes from coconut oil. And so it's just a really great antifungal, antiviral, not going to hurt you if you don't have candida. So I use it widely, widely in my practice, and people read my blogs and buy it all the time. And then we have another product called Candisol, which is just an enzyme that breaks down the yeast cell wall. And another, you know, not going to hurt you if you don't have candida. So they're pretty uh, benign. And so, you know, even if you don't want to read the article and do the checklist and you just want to try the supplement, like it's, it's you know, it comes from coconut oil. So um, you can try to eat a lot of coconut oil, but you'd have to eat a lot of coconut oil for it, you know, to, to have the amount of caprylic acid in it to really do that. And then put people on a low candida or a yeast control diet, which is a low carb, low sugar, low fruit kind of diet um, to help starve out the candida. Um, one of the biggest things that I find people do wrong, and it's always a source of controversy uh, when I write articles, because I'm one of the few people that says this or believes this. Um, a lot of people are out there eating a lot of fermented products. I see this particularly in the paleo world, you know, people because they're eating the meats and the, you know, all this fermented stuff that drinking kombucha and eating the sauerkraut and they never fix their gut. They're like, oh my God, I went on this paleo diet and you know, my belly's just, you know, getting bigger and bigger and, and I look six months pregnant and I don't know what it is. And it's that they're eating all this fermented food to feed the good bacteria, which it does feed good bacteria, but it feeds bad bacteria and yeast as well. So in my personal opinion, you got to clear all that out first and then you can go in once you've cleared out the yeast or the small bowel bacterial overgrowth and then you can go in and eat the, um, and eat the you know, sauerkraut and fermented foods. Wow. 
Wow, how good is that? Um, I really enjoy those fermented foods, uh, Amy, so that's uh, giving me a bit of food for thought now, and I'm sure Sarah will agree as well um, to to go and check out those protocols from your website, as you suggested. Um, I'm really interested, if somebody uh, was wanting to find a functional medicine doctor similar to yourself, um, didn't really uh, know where to start. What are some resources they can use and, and what, can, what sort of questions can they ask their doctor to, to ascertain whether um, they're seeing a functional medicine doctor? Um, well, I was trained through the Institute of Functional Medicine and that's where I recommend you try to find somebody, which is functionalmedicine.org. And then you can go in and put in your zip code. It says locate a practitioner and you can put in your zip code. Um, you know, just because someone's been trained doesn't, you know, where there's no... A standard quite yet. Uh, so just because somebody's been trained doesn't yeah. mean that they necessarily, you know, have the same philosophy or, um, you know, a thought about about the approach or approaching things the way I do or, you know, somebody else does. Um, but I think that's an excellent place to start. Um, I find uh, now it's sort of like uh, paleo is a buzzword, gluten-free is a buzzword. Mm -hmm. Well, functional medicine has become a buzzword. So a lot of people who um, really haven't been trained in functional medicine, but maybe, you know, are more holistic or integrative or, you know, whatever, uh, are using that as a buzzword or as a search engine optimization word and things like that. So you really do need to ask, you know, where was your training? What is your philosophy? To me, one of the biggest places um, or questions that I suggest people ask is, you know, what's one of the first tests you'd want to do for me, you know, no matter what you're complaining of. And in my opinion, um, it starts in the gut. So if you're there for depression or you're there for fatigue, even, you know, certainly doing a heavy metal test first is not the place to start. You know, you might have heavy metals, but you got to fix your gut first. Mm. You might have adrenal fatigue. I don't believe an adrenal test is the first place to start. You probably do have adrenal fatigue if you're searching out a doctor, um, you know, and asking these types of questions. I assume everybody has some amount in my clinic. But again, you got to start, in my opinion, and what I've been taught and trained is it starts in the gut. So, uh, you know, we all have some amount of adrenal fatigue. It's just why do you have it? Um, so when you're fixing, you know, or pulling heavy metals out of somebody uh, right off the bat who's fatigued and has a leaky gut, they're just going to reabsorb those. So for me, the way that I feel about it and what I think is the mark of a good, you know, functional medicine practitioner is that they really want to get to the root and they're really looking at your diet and your gut as sort of the first two, uh, you know, approaches. Uh, you know, obviously I do all this stuff simultaneously. I'm not like, okay, let's do the gut, you know, the diet. And then two months later we'll do the gut. I mean, I'm doing the gut and the diet all at one time. In fact, we have the e-courses packaged as a gut and uh, diet and gut e-course together um, if people want to do that because and that's what we recommend for the autoimmune people out there is to start with that both of those at the same time uh, because that really seems to help out so I would say Institute of Functional Medicine that's functionalmedicine.org and ask them you know some probing questions about what are some of the testing you would start with if these were my symptoms you could even say you know what what do you think about starting with a diet and the gut and just kind of see what they have to say yeah, I love that, Dr. Myers. It is all about asking the right questions, isn't it? It really helps you sort of head in the right direction. And, you know, we've got quite a few listeners here who will be in Australia as well. So just for those in Australia, there's a couple of organizations that you can sort of start heading towards. As you said, they, they, they will be, 
you know, have a functional medicine bias, to what degree they've been trained and to what degree they're engulfed in it, you know, you want to ask those great questions. But if you're in Australia, you know, the Australasian College of Nutritional and Environmental Medicine, which is ACNEM, A-C-N-E-M, would be a great spot to start. Um, and also the MIND Foundation, which is M-I-N-D-D. Um, those are two great places to start if you're looking for practitioners in Australia who might be able to help you out with those sort of issues as well. So, um, yeah, just to, just to sort of add to that with a couple of local contacts as well, Amy. Yeah, no, that's great because I, I get people reaching out to me from literally all around the world, Europe, Australia. Yeah. So it's good to know that you all have some resources there that I can direct people towards as well because I didn't know about those. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, that uh, brings us to time, guys. Uh, I'm sure we could talk to Amy all day about this kind of stuff because it's so fascinating and and uh, it really gets to the nitty-gritty of stuff. So um, to find out more, Amy can help you discover. Check out her website, www.amymyersmd.com, and subscribe to her blog, podcast, online e-courses, e-books, and phone consultations. This is a lady who has done the hard work and walks the talk. Her site has a whole swag of quality information and fantastic resources to help you solve problems from the root cause, not simply treat the symptoms. And we'll be posting up some some links on our Facebook and social networking so that you guys can check out Amy's e-courses. And also join in the conversation at Cave Camp at the Sunshine Coast, October 10 to 12, where we'll be having a whole bunch of like-minded people get together, join the tribe, and give you skills that will last you a lifetime. Thanks again to Dr. Amy for joining us today. Until next time, make sure you head over to our website, thatpaleoshow.com, to tell us what you think. See you all at Cave Camp Queensland, and until next week, check us out on Facebook and Instagram, share your story, and help to grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Hi, it's Damien Christoph here from The Wellness Guys and 100 Not Out. Time is running out to secure your seat at this year's Wellness Summit. Make no mistake, this year's event will indeed sell out, so hurry up and avoid disappointment. Join myself and my Wellness Guys co-hosts, the Up For A Chat Girls, Careers Unplugged Boys and Thermomix Queen, Joe Whitten, and more as we share with you and 600 others at Crown Melbourne all of our latest insights and inspirations from the nutrition, movement and mindset worlds. Tickets are just 297 for this two-day, 15-hour powerhouse event. To register for the event, go to www.thewellnesssummit.com and we'll see you there. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.